0: this is fam electric ghost and this is our series of song deconstructions we've been working on our dark ghost album we've been putting a lot of, a lot of tracks together and um one some of the latest tracks i'm going to discuss later this week um but one of the things that we're working on is uh you know just integrating our euro rack sound into our new music and then using our studio electronics microphone to uh also, um, you know, increase the, the depth of Josephine Electric's voice. And in that um, regard, we also are using the VTO3 from Roland, which is their vocal transformer or voice transformer. And we've been using that instead of our JDXI, which we love the JDXI It has a really good um, voice coder implementation. And previously, we used the soprano mode to create Josephine Electric, but we've been using the VTO3 uh, we like a lot of the settings that we can utilize there, um, especially like the speaker type of settings and microphone type settings that allow you to have this kind of, you know, 2D, um, you know, not to the Gorillas' um, capability. And so we've been working on a lot of stuff. And um, one of the songs that I'm going to discuss today is a song that we released on iTunes. And it's a song that we call... Um, You know, it's been called Free Love, New Age, Bondage, Reality. And this song is, um, was like a, there was a jam going on, a jam session. That's how I create a lot of songs where I would just kind of run the tape, my digital tape on my Zoom, and just kind of run through a song idea. And this became um, a a, a short song, because normally Family Electric Ghost, our songs are pretty long. And this song is only 2 minutes and 21 seconds. But we felt like sometimes that you have an idea and it's just, it works within that length of time. And so this song uses a, a chord arrangement that we came up, come, came up with in a kind of free jam. And then uh, we've been using our Morphogene for Make Noise. And we really feel that the gene gives you a lot of sonic landscape uh, in terms of what you can do. We've been using it to sample our own material and then rework it using the morphogenes capability to kind of deconstructing your original music. And so we like to use original phantom electric ghost songs, PEG, if people wanna know what that means, is phantom electric ghost. Um, and we sample it into the morphogene, and then we use the morphogenes ability to kind of make um, a sample be an oscillator. And then we utilize that and sometimes we are able to play the filter because the filtering mechanisms on the morphogen allow you to play it like a Moog. In addition, we used a Moog D-Fam, from another mother, to create the beat. Um, and so on top of that, we played the piano through the Juno GI. Um, that's what we usually use. And we're very happy with the result of that song, and um, we thought about you know extending it, but we kind of felt like, eh, well, that's one of these things that's like a point in time and once, sometimes you make a song and it's like you don't want to touch it again. And even if you play it live, you don't necessarily play it the same. This is an example like uh, Prince created Kiss. If you've ever heard him play Kiss live, he never played it the way it is on a record. Uh, the way it is on a record was like a point in time type of thing that he was not able to replicate live. Uh, he, he kept that version, you know, as like its own unique picture. And then when he played it live, he always reinterpreted it. And, and sometimes you have a song that, you know, you, you create and it's hard to actually replicate it exactly live. And so instead of trying to kill yourself doing that, you just reinterpret it and change it up. And it's more fun for the musician. We see bands like Pearl Jam do that a lot. Um, the Grateful Dead used to do that a lot. You know, even Springsteen reinterprets his own songs and re- redoes them and to do that so it's just the technique and you know you could just do you know what a lot of people do I mean, I can just run a song through my my Zoom and then play it as is and if I've got a song like you know one of my hits you know Miss Windover one of the songs that actually was somewhat popular played it on a college radio you know internet radio it's been you know played in that way uh selected as a song to play for the month um but, uh, you know, that song, if I play it live because it's like a dance hit, I run it off the sequence. I run it off the, um, the Zoom and maybe do overdubs where I play some live guitar or bass on it to change it up. But there are certain songs, like if you have fans, they want to hear it the way it is. They want to hear the original. And so that's a good thing to use the tools like like Ableton Live or, you know, other types of sequencing programs. I am very interested, though, in analog, as everybody knows. And, and this year, Moog kind of pulled a little fast one on us. They told us they, you know, the only new instrument that was going to be the the subharmonicon, which is another, like, Mother 32 type of system, kind of like a DFAM. And it looked very interesting, and it was going to be, like, the biggest thing that Moog was going to do this year until they actually put out the grandmother. And the grandmother, to me, is um, kind of like what Arturia did with the micro, uh, Mini Brute 2 and 2S, they created uh, a modular-based system to support Euroracks. And so the Mother 32 and the DFAM you know, are Eurorack modules, but the Grandmother is like the central control system for Eurorack, because it has the ability to do um, the CV implementation, and it finally has USB over MIDI, plus MIDI, you can take your DFAM, and you know connect it through the vca uh you could take your mother 32 and connect it through you know the midi because it does have midi um but because you can use the cb implementation to connect your other mode gear such as the dfam from, from another mother and mother 32 then you have the keyboard on the on the grandmother that also has all these awesome implementations of classic roll, um classic not rolling moG um uh, you know, history. Because if you go out and look at the the grandmother and you look at what the bones are to it, it's pulling back through Moog's history some of their best products. So when you look at how it's actually set up and you look at the history of it, uh, what's really interesting about this, this system is, um, you know, I, I believe that, you know, the people at Moog are really like, you know they're they're they staying in tune with what Bob Moog originally wanted to do, and so they're 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 creating um, machines I think that he would have done, um, based because they're like they're they're total fans of, of what he had done. So if we look at the Providence or kind of like the bones and in, in of, of the system, it's using oscillators based on a mini Moog. It's using a mixer based on the Moog CP3. The filter is based on a 904. The envelope generator is based on Moog 911. The VCA is based on a 902, and the spring reverb is based on the Moog 905. So, for those of you who say, "Well, you know, this is isn't a, this is not a, a, a mini Moog or a Model D," but this is kind of like a brand new um, type of, um, you know, similar to a Model D. And if you look at it, it it does have the ability to have three oscillators because the LFO can act like an oscillator. Um, and so you have a brand new Moog keyboard. And it's not, you know, it's not a fatty. It's not a sub 37. It's not, you know, like a Voyager. But in a way, it's got some things that you probably wish the Voyager had. You know, the fact that it has the spring reverb and it's got the VCA on the 902. It's got filters on the 904. These are all things, if you're a Moog fan or fanboy, if you're a fanwoman or fangirl, fanperson, you you would know that these things make this machine um, really interesting and very cool. And it's something that we weren't expecting that we'd want (laughs) because we didn't know about it. But it's something that we want to bring into our workflow. We're very interested up until now looking at getting us a polysynth, a modern polysynth analog synth kind of like a jupiter 8 we were looking at um the chord prologue 16 voice in the rev 2 which is really not analog but it's more you know has analog capabilities but it's not analog oscillators or dcos but we were really looking at um the prophet x um just because that was a new paradigm it was using samples with analog uh filters and and that that's a little bit of a different take Um, so we were very interested in that we're still very interested in a Profit X or a Prologue we're kind of going back and forth between both of them Um, but this Moog for the money uh, you're basically getting a machine that you know it's not a D it's something different it's a brand new type of implementation and if you're a Moog fanatic as I said there's a lot of cool things about bringing the Spring Reverb back which you haven't seen on any synth for a long time Um, and so and the fact that you've got, you know, all these capabilities with a with a, um, a CV implementation that the mini mode never had. And you had to get that kind of thing on a Voyager, and the Voyager is kind of out of most people's range. So to be able to bring in um, a CV implementation, that was just a special Voyager, too. It's not the base Voyager. There's a special Voyager that had the CV implementation on it They cost even more money. And the fact that you've got a CV implementation that you can link it to your— D you can link it to your your mother, give yourself even more oscillators. So if you think about that, is that like this thing has potentially three oscillators when you include the LFO. You bring a D DFAM into it, you get another two oscillators, you bring a mother into it, you can bring another one oscillator. And a mother thirty-two you can fake that it it can have uh, potentially the sound of like three oscillators if you if you wire it up right. So you're basically starting to create um, a beast of a machine that it starts to have as many oscillators as a 33 or, or 55. Um, and, you know, you can stack more. I mean, if, you, if you add DFAM modules, you get really, you know, two oscillators on a DFAM are pretty awesome. And then, you know, thinking about what the subharmonicon is going to be um, is really interesting. And I would just add that I think Moog needs to really think about building a true Eurorack case for this solution. Uh, in the same way that Arteria has uh, the rack boot system it would be really cool if the uh, another version of the grandmother maybe an extended keyboard version that could have the ability to, to attach a rack mount kind of like a 6U to be able to pull in uh, you know mother 32 and DFAM and subharmonicon modules along with um, potentially bringing in um, some of the 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 pedal modules the frogger modules uh, i think that would be a really cool idea to integrate it i mean now you can kind of do that yourself if you kind of just got a doffer and and set it up you could kind of jury rig what you want or even a 6u you could kind of jury rig it the way you want i actually have my dfam and you know, my 32 in a in a in a 6 U from arteria and um so I could kind of fake this out in a way. Um, but it would be cool to have a Moog officially designed system like that. So this song is going to be added as a um, segment on this. And we're going to push it out to our blogger site. And We're hoping to interview the Bad Mary band um, this week on Wednesday at 8 p.m. on this platform. And uh, we'll talk to everybody later and see... How are you doing? Just get out there and try to create your own material, and see what you can do. And we uh, just believe in what you can do as an artist. And and I think that usually the, the 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 real part of being an artist is like you believe in yourself enough that you write your own music and you put it out there because you believe in it. And um, as long as you do that, there's nothing wrong with what you're doing. You just you know creating music is always a positive thing and for all the haters that get upset about things and think things should be a certain way. It's like, you know, go and create your own music before you hate somebody else's. I'll talk to you later. Bye.